Am I addicted to porn? Yeah, porn myself, another glass of Dr. Pepper. Welcome back to another stellar episode of TMNT Shellcast. I'm your host for today, Chris. We have John on the ones and twos. John, how are you? I'm good. I'm getting over a cold for the fourth time this year, which is remarkable because I usually never get sick and I've been sick four times. So hooray to me. Yes. And Andrew, usual top sick boy of the family how are you doing i was just gonna say that i'm not it's it's folklore that i'm the sickest in the family john has demonstrated in this almost year of podcasting that he's the most sick i can't there are certain there are certain narratives john not liking vegetables andrew always being sick that just gained a foothold and have always been there so we are on episode 38 of the pod, season three, episode 20, episode 20, crazy we're this far into season three of the 1987 cartoon series. We're almost halfway through. Uh, this is the camera bugged episode. And let me just say, I'm fucking sick of aliens. <laughs> so we have Andrew, I think you hinted at it last week, another alien episode. Any thoughts off the top from you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, still a strong week for aliens in the TMNT world. Um, but I gotta say it wasn't a terrible episode. I think, uh, probably middle of the road for me. It kind of got weird at the end, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but, um, I didn't mind this guy, whatever Polaris, Polarizoid or whatever. He's all right. Yeah, he reminded me of um it was like in Tojim and Earl when it was it's like the group of humans that would take photos of Tojim and Earl, I think, and like snap you and like daze you. That's what he reminded me of. That's actually a great reference. The yeah, the humans that's panic on Funkatron. Yeah. Yeah, when they'd snap I just you. thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple there's actually we'll get to it. There's another Tojim and Earl reference ahead. Locked and loaded. But before we get to all of that, we will, as we always do, get into the pizza punishment from last week. Uh, Andrew, you were forced to spin the pizza wheel. And what did you land on? Yes, I did have to spin the pizza wheel. I thought I was going to get three, three in a row. That would be, in, according to NBA Jam, heating up, I believe. Um, but wasn't meant to be, I lost, therefore I spun and I got giant pizza. Now I thought a whole lot about this pizza, um, cause it was, you know, chef's choice to some degree. And what did I land on? Well, I didn't do ground up bones, John. <laughs> and I also Bone didn't dust. do the world's largest slice of pizza. Instead, my original rationale was to find a can of green giant green beans. 
Uh, right. Hence the giant. Yeah. A can? Can. Ugh. Mush. Yeah. Or frozen. Terrible. A green giant doesn't make frozen, Chris. Hate to say it. What? Yeah, they, that. You sure about that? Are you sure, you about, sure that? about that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know. But the bad news is I could not find Green Giant in the freezer aisle or in my local uh, grocery, you know, can aisle. But the spirit was not lost because what did I prepare for you? What is it? Hummus. These are. I don't know what that is. Like these are. Um, frozen french fries yeah they're freeze-dried green beans oh so how the frig where do you even get those i mean we get them i think from costco or trader joe's or something um but that that's that's the best i could do giant listen green giant not the brand but the spirit of green giant they are crispy so i feel like this is actually going to be a pretty good slice and uh and wind up like a piano keys yeah I, like I was playing a little you know little keys earlier um the pizza pizza base i went with DiGiorno. it's not delivery it's DiGiorno. uh rising crust i did not go with the stuffed crust rising crust because i felt that was a little excessive i just want plain old cheese rising crust DiGiorno pizza with freeze-dried green beans on top so wow. away we go and listen DiGiorno for this it, ASMR. It's a dad favorite. Yeah, dad favorite pizza right there, DiGiorno. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Wow. That not only did that that sound crunchy, that sounded flaky. You know what? Have you guys had those pea they're like pea pods? I forget what they're called. They're like little chip things, but they're pea pods. I'm really not doing a good job of explaining this. Yeah. They kind of look like this. They're delicious. Wow. Wow. Sounds delicious. Yeah. That might be the biggest bite anyone's ever taken on a pizza challenge. (laughs) Look at that. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching over on the YouTube at Team and T Shellcast. That was delicious. Now, what didn't I tell you? Well, the pizza is a day old. It was uh, leftovers that I reheated in my toaster oven. Shout out to toaster ovens and not toasters. Um, so maybe a little dry-ish, you know, kind of like leftover pizza. These bad boys are just, I mean. Seemingly ranch, maybe? Good. Yeah. A little bit stale, I'm not going to lie. We've had these for a while. It's a little stale, but <laughs> all in all, it works pretty well. Cheese pizza freeze-dried green beans for giant pizza. If it were fresh, I would probably give it, I like the extra crunch on top and the extra salt. So if it were fresh, I'd probably give it a $8.49. But since it's not fresh, uh, stale freeze-dried green beans and leftover pizza, I'm going to go $6.89. Wow. That's high. Wow. I mean, it's DiGiorno, buddy. John says the guy, I think John's the only one that's ever given a perfect 10 on a fucking Cocoa Puff bullshit. Yeah. Which I'll never let you live down. That's all right. I enjoyed it. Overall? Well. Not bad. 
Put it on Vinny's pizza board somewhere. I don't know where that ranks, but we will now delve into what is sure to be... We got a lot to talk about this episode. A lot going on. Mostly, it's my birthday week, so I'm not a big birthday guy. I don't like to tell everyone, except everybody listening to this podcast. (laughs) Happy birthday to me. It almost lined up, kind of, where my age and birthday, or my age and episode number evened out, but alas, I am 32, not 38, so missed it by six episodes. John, did you get me a gift? No, (laughs) you didn't. No, did you get me a gift? On your birthday? Yeah. It's hard to remember when (laughs) that far ago. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I hope it doesn't come back to haunt you that Andrew did get me a gift, which I think I'll save... Unless Andrew had a specific spot in mind, he wanted me to open it. But we've got a lot coming up. We've got a buy or sell. We've got a show and tell. Fucking rhyming all over the place. (laughs) But we're going to start with the episode recap. So as I feel like many episodes have, we open in, what do you call it, Andrew? The, The battle room? The weapon room? Training. I think they refer to it as the training room. Because uh, yeah. the weapon room is, in fact, different. So right off the Ooh. living room, um, on the opposite side of where the kitchen is, you have the weapons room, which is just a small room with some racks with weapons. And then if you walk through that, you get to the training room, which is a very long like room uh, that, yeah, the episode opens in. Yeah. And in the training room, we've got all four of the turtles, and we've got Splinter in the middle, And he's fucking issuing the challenge to say, show me what you got. Let's see what all this training has done. Come at me if you think you can take this old rat down. We get, I will mention a quick peek at the poster, which was controversial in previous episodes. It now does appear to be Shredder, if not a very crude form of Shredder. Mm -hmm. But Splinty's in the middle. He weighs the challenge down and the turtles come running and John what happens to him instantly they all get parried away yeah instantly not only parried but they get their ass whoop splinter John we're starting off on the wrong foot with the shredder splinter god damn it (laughs) but they do they get tossed and they get fucking whipped across the room Uh, Leo in particular gets like pinned up on the wall with his katanas under his armpit. And they've all kind of got these excuses on why they're struggling. You know, Raph's kind of boxed in. He like pops out of a chest. There's all these little jokes. But what it amounts to is that they're tired and they need a vacation. Which is a common theme because they brought this up before, I think, when they got whooped on by Splinter. But this time, he agrees with them. And he says, you guys suck so bad. That I agree, you need to get on a vacation. We haven't, we really haven't seen the turtles been, they haven't been practicing their katsu or whatever it was, whatever the the term was for their trainings. But very early on in like season two, they were all about practicing their ninja moves. Not so much recently. So it shows. Yeah. And I forgot how badass Splinter is, but he just sits around and does nothing to help them except for like maybe two or three episodes. So he's like the uh, gym teacher that's just like whipping dodgeballs at his students. 
That's what I think of him as. But he did kick some ass. Absolutely. Yeah. He whoops some ass. He grants them the ability to take a vacation. But he says, you all have to agree on what you want to do. You have to do it together. So maybe a little team building exercise he's trying to put together here. But all the turtles, they're split on what they want to do. They all have these own ideas, which kind of mirror their personality. So Mikey, he wants to go on a Malibu beach surfing vacation. Donnie wants to go to the Smithsonian Museum, see some culture. He keeps doing this weird hand motion where he puts his hands up, all fancy. Leo wants to go to the War Museum. She's all about fighting and battle technique. And then Raph wants to go to Vegas. That was a little bit of a wild card. Mm -hmm. But they can't really agree on what they want to do. And so they're debating that. Meanwhile, we cut high above Earth and we see a spaceship. And it looks similar to a neutrino ship. It's kind of got that 50s car vibe. And... This little pod on the back detaches and it plummets all the way down to earth and lands in the park. And what pops out of this? Yeah. What pops out of this ship, John? An alien. A pear-shaped, skinny-legged alien. And this alien, I I think the only term is he's a shooby. He's got socks and sandals on. He's got a vest. He's got this camera around his neck. He's clearly a tourist. And he's consulting a travel guide on Earth on kind of what to do. And he says, you know, compliment them. Don't drink water. I think his, we, we get another environmental message in there. But he also has a very unique voice. I, I was struggling to try and place where I've heard that voice before. I don't know if you guys were able to figure it out. I do have one thought, but I don't know if it's accurate. The Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Ooh. Johnny Depp? No, the cartoon show. That's the only real one. I was thinking the same thing. I meant to look it up. I'll check out as we're working through. I'll check out the transcript in IMDb to see. But yeah, I think you're right. I would say that's a fucking great guess, Chris, with the Mad Hatter. Yeah, I've definitely heard it somewhere, but I couldn't. I was struggling to place it. It was absorbing my thoughts all episode. And he goes up to this old lady. She's kind of sitting on a bench and he scares her. Just, you know, he's looking at her. She freaks out, runs away, and overcomes a cop. And this cop also has a very unique voice. This one I did know. You guys, I don't know if you were able to place it. He's also drawn like this character. Nothing. All right. Barney Fife from the Andy Griffith show. If you heard him or saw him, you'd know who it was. Nope. And well, how, you said he just turned 32? Yes. Watch the Andy Griffith show? What are you, 100? John, it's classic. The whistle. I can tell you one thing about the Andy Griffith show. That's the Andy Griffith show. Anyway. What the fuck just happened? That just sounded <laughs> I whistled, I whistled into the mic. Did you not come through? Barely. It would sound like you're just blowing hot air on the microphone. <laughs> Me or Chris? Chris. Oh, well, I I whistled the Andy Griffith theme song. Is he frozen or is it just me? <laughs> it's just you. Andrew's pixely on my screen. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris fucking whistles and he takes down the internet. It's unbelievable. Uh, the secret. It's like he said, "Open sesame," and the fucking Pandora's <laughs> box opened. All right, injury back. You look. Your picture looks clear. All right, you're on mute, but I'll take the nod as a yes. So, no whistling. New fun fact. This is an anti-whistle pod. So, <laughs> except the only whistles. Up, except, however, we do we do support whistles on trains, though, as a safety mechanism to alert people. Train whistles. Is this is a. Is this like a reference to something? No. We're just a safety just, pod. We like seatbelts and train whistles. Support whistles in sports when a play is over. True. I am a pro ref. Got to protect the stripes. So nothing wrong with a quick whistle. Anyway, this uh, this alien walks up, this cop walks up, and he's like, oh, an authority figure. The fucking people back home on Polaris are going to love to see this guy. And he takes this video camera, which is like an old school uh, camcorder, we'll call it, and he pushes the button. And what happens, Andrew, when he pulls the trigger on this bad boy? Yeah, so this is a good old-fashioned... <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't like, know. Suck all this stuff up into the camera. Yeah. Thanks for interrupting Inch. me. I was going to, I had a whole thing built up there and Chris just fucking squashed. <laughs> the, whenever you have this go, yeah, that means you have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> I mean, did I nail it or did I nail it? You did. You nailed it. Also, John, this guy's from. No, go ahead, John. I was going to say this guy's from the North Star. Isn't that Polaris? Oh, yeah. I didn't even put that together. I think you're right. Yeah. Fucking North Star. Or he's fucking flying first class United Polaris Club. Shout out to I would United. Have never been first class. Johnson Elitist. We all know that. <laughs> Makes sense. United sucks. Yeah, Chris. Uh, well, I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, I was looking up your little factoid, which turns out to be false. This is not the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland, partially because that was from 1951. Um, Along with the Andy Griffith show, Ed Win, homage, Andrew. Ed Win, Ed Space Win, not Edwin. Shout out to Grinko. Um, Ed Win played the Mad Hatter, voice the Mad Hatter. This is um, Michelangelo. Does the voice of Fripp, is as his name is Fripp. But can you bring up? Alien. I don't. Know, can we? I don't know if we can put it on YouTube. Bring up a clip of them. I'm telling you. It's like the same. He's imitating the voice or something. Yeah, it could be. Um, so that's Townsend Coleman. He's also known for the Tick. Um, what about the Boy Chin Wonder? Whole bunch, whole bunch of other stuff too. The Tick. Uh, headed up here. TMNT, <laughs> obviously. Inspector Gadget. I Inspector Gadget. I was thinking of the chin, not the yeah. T- the, <laughs> the crimson chin is from Family Odd Parents. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's Cliff Cliff the Boy Chin Wonder. I think is his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> off, we're off the rails. Um, but speaking, John made a John made a um, Toe Jam and Earl reference earlier. 
So I thought when he takes the photo of the camera and they kind of get sucked in, it reminds me when you would push the button on Toe Jam and Earl and you'd get sucked into like Funkatron or whatever. Same kind of body morph thing. That's a very specific reference. But this cop gets sucked up into the camera and we kind of see what's happening here. This guy, he, he continues his little tourism venture and he's walking around and he just, he's in the park. He's sucking up all the sights. So he sees, you know, this, I think a statue, he sucks that up a tree. He fucking sucks up with his camera. Some girls like rollerblading by takes a photo of her, sucks her into the camera. So we've got a crazed alien tourist tourist yeah. on the this loose. This guy sucks. Yeah. And he does. <laughs> I don't think it's ever mentioned in the episode, but his name is Fripp. So he must come back at some point. I'm going to refer to him as Fripp from now on just because saying Polarisoid a thousand times. Just I'm not going to do that. So Fripp the Polarisoid is on a, he's on a rampage taking photos. And Speaking of Fripp. How about fraps, huh? How about sure, fribble? Fraps. Fribble or frap? What's better? Fribble. Um, fribble's a little niche, Chris, because Friendlies. Shout out to Friendlies who went bankrupt. Uh, made the fribble. And a frap, I think, is also a very north northeast thing. No milk in a frap, right? I, yeah, there's stick AF for sure. I don't know. I don't know the difference because people also talk about malts out here. Malts, milkshake, fraps. Not sure the hierarchy there. However, going back, rewinding a second, Fripp does return. So, Chris, you are correct about that. Um, he will be back at some point. So, just keep that in mind. And what I want to say about Toji Mineral. Do you guys recall the noise, like the noise as they're spinning out of the fun- Funkatron zone? What is that? Funko zone. Planet Fun- Funkatron. Do you, are no. you talking about that? It was the slow. Yeah. And then they, you could hit a button and slow down. Funkatron time. Yeah. Or you'd get the wah. It's something like zone. Morph. There's something zone, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody knows. Somebody out there knows. Is there more to that, or are you just talking about the sound? It was a great sound. There was a name for that zone that you went into, and it would say, like, in the beginning, it was like, do, 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 funk. It's not Funkazone, but it's something like that. And Fun- then, anyway, Funkatron. the point of that whole thing. Funkatron. Hyperfunkazone. Exactly. You guys are just repeating the name of Funkatron. We all fucking know it's Funkatron. <laughs> I was trying to say the Hyperfunk Zone. Um, but yeah, when they fall out of that, that's all he was thinking about. Like every time he snapped a photo, Fripp snapped a photo and sucked whatever into his camera, that sound of them like zooming out of the Hyperfunk Zone is what came into my ears, even though there was no... No actual noise. So you've established yeah, that. You had to you had to hit a button so you would you would disappear so you could go through the objects, right? Yeah, yeah. And then if game. you hit one, you'd get like booted out. Top tier Sega game. All right, so 
Fripp, we find out, is clearly on a vacation, and he's vacationing to Earth. And so we're going to stop for our first segment here, a little buy or sell vacation mode. So I'm going to give you guys some vacation type things, and you got to tell me if you're going to buy or sell them. Number one, cruises. Buy or sell a cruise. Sell. Yeah, I got to sell because I've never been on one. Sell you. FOMO. Uh, There's cruise people and there's non-cruise people. Yeah, I'm a non-cruise person. I also think, remember maybe like 15 years ago, they had that outbreak of norovirus and everybody was like pooping their pants on cruise ships. They had to shut them down. Or how about when everyone got stuck on it for COVID? Oh, yeah. Or how about the one in Italy that like hit something and like sunk? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I don't like boats. I don't like big boats. I don't like being trapped in a place. So I'm out selling hard on cruise ships. I do like cruise control though. And crew yeah. neck sweatshirts. What about Tom Cruise? Sell. I'd sell Tom Cruise. His teeth are weird. He's got a tooth that's in the middle of his face. Look it up. What? Like in the front? Like his his front his big front teeth. Normally you'd think they like the gap or the space would line up with the middle of your face. He's got a tooth there instead. It's like all shifted. Look it up. Quick. Tom Cruise center tooth. Google it. I believe you. This would be a fantastic rumor to just spread. <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick. Oh, yeah. His teeth are all shifted. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Back to buy or sell, though. Number two, <laughs> we're going to go travel agents. Travel agents. Big time buying travel agents. One, because they don't, they don't, take a fee from you you don't pay them anything maybe a tip but they got all the connections and they know what to do and what you should do so i'm buying the travel agent i'm selling because we have this thing called the internet nowadays and you can find all this stuff out for free no tips no tricks just good old google searching finding stuff i think if it were like 1940 a travel agent would be great um, even 1970, but in 2023, there's no need for them. How do they make money if they don't get paid? I actually have no idea, but, uh, well, let me they're unnecessary. You, they're superfluous, as they would say. Also, Andrew, I laughed out loud when you beeped out dad's last name on the pod last episode. I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't be doxing your own dad, John. <laughs> But travel agents are great, and they make money through the resorts that they partner with. So they get commission from the resorts for getting people to book through them. So they're they're biased then. Yes, they're biased toward the resorts that they partner with. I'm definitely selling. I want an objective opinion as as objective as you can get. Obviously, nothing's really objective in life. But if they're getting paid by like the Grand Hyatt, whatever, they're going to recommend. The Grand Hyatt, even if it's not the best place to stay. 
seems kind of shady. I mean, I think their opinion, I mean, I'm not going to get into the mind of a travel agent, but I think their opinion would be, yeah, that's the best place to stay. Which is why we're partnering with them. Yeah, but that's like anyway, a Coke employee saying fucking Coca-Cola is the best soda. I mean, obviously. Chris, I, I, Andrew, I used a travel agent to book my honeymoon this summer, and it was great. They fucking did everything. We got a free upgrade when we got there. And you came back with great. COVID, right? Something like that, I heard. No. What? You were sick right when you got back. Some would that. say that's correlated, but who am I to say? Sick the next and tired item. Blasphemy on this podcast. You're definitely sick, that's for sure. Uh, staycations. Staycation. Buy or sell. I'll leave this one. Uh, I'm buying. You want to know why? Because it's great, especially when you have kids. Staycation, you go to a hotel that has a pool, and you let the kids go bananas. They can jump on the bed. They can, you know, pee in the bed sometimes, allegedly, some people might say. And uh, you don't have to worry <laughs> about changing the sheets because there's people for that, as they say. Um, no, but I never did a staycation up until, I want to say, like, a year, and year just like a, a traveling ago. rock band with his kids just wrecking yeah. hotel rooms. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a year and a half ago it was in the winter, um, but it was great. And we even in the staycation, believe it or not, we had a babysitter come to handle the kids while we went out on date night. So it was like a, the double whammy, double whammy in a good way. Uh, I'm buying staycations. John, how about you? Yeah, I buy. I, I never. I always thought staycation was just you stay at home and just do your vacation at home. But I kind of like the idea of just booking a hotel room at or near your place of residence and treating it like you're on vacation, but just in your city. Is that the idea? You like treat like you're a vacation where you live? I think it's kind of either. It's the like you're just not traveling really. So you're keeping it yeah. local, keeping costs that? down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little change of scenery, little little this, little that, little room service maybe, you know? All right, now we're going to go maybe a little opposite of a hotel. Hostels. Staying in a hostel by yourself. Selling that, and only because of the movie Hostel and the things. I know it's very common. I'm sure all of our European listeners will be like, what is this American talking about? But I'm out on hostels. Well, I have stayed in hostels during my gallivanting around Europe years ago, decades ago. Um, I have never watched the movie Hostel, but I've heard terrible things. Um, I will say as a 20-something-year-old, hostels are great because it's like 50 bucks or like 30 bucks. You have a bed. It is kind of weird that you're just in an open room and anybody could come murder you. So. In hindsight, I'm going to sell, even though I bought hostels, because when I was in Rome, I stayed in a hostel and they didn't even have like a separate little like locker. So I just slept like with my backpack on the front of on. me under my covers, uh, just like hoping that nobody either like cropped us at me or did something worse than that. So I made it out alive, no issues, um, but they're kind of risky. So I'm going to sell. <laughs> what a roller coaster that was. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who snores, tough to buy a hostel. 
don't want to inconvenience Why? other people. You should. Because you're snoring uh, up the whole room. I The other thing I, I will mention, not only do I get a lot of hate on this podcast, yeah, I get a lot of animosity from Chris. I'm constantly reminded about your trip you're studying abroad in Europe. Yeah. Italy specifically, John. Yeah, you maybe know. we'll do a whole segment in the future about places that we visited in Italy. Yeah. Maybe a whole episode just in Italian. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of foreshadowing, which nobody mentioned, but I will, uh, that may come true. So just hold on to your horses. Ooh. There may be some international stuff at some point. Yeah. And John, horse meat, they eat that in Italy in some places. Probably didn't know that because you've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, this is kind of, I guess, similar to hostel, maybe, group vacations. So vacationing with friends or, like, extended family. I'm selling. Uh, and it's because I think my vision of vacation is very much like doing nothing um, or, like, doing all the things. It's one or the other. You know, like, for example, went to Disney um, um, you know, a year and a half ago, we did all the things, ran around like chickens with our head cut off. It was great, but not everybody wants to do that. Just like a vacation before that, I just went to the beach the whole week and literally sucked down Michelob Ultras and had a great time. I feel like when you go back. with the group, you always have to like pander to the greater will of the group, you know, even if you don't want to do anything and everybody else wants to. So for that reason, I'm going to be selfish and I'm selling group vacations. I'm going to buy. Um, and specifically because I would consider like a golf trip to be a group vacation with multiple people. And I enjoy a golf trip. And also most of the vacations that me and my wife take now are with extended family, which is really just traveling to Colorado to be with family in-laws. Um, so I'm going to buy that. But also, I, I, I see Andrew's points. I'm, I take them in, and I appreciate them. So Yeah, next time you have your honeymoon, John, I will be joining you as a group. <laughs> just floating that out there. Wow. Hopefully just one honeymoon. But All right, well, Andrew kind of mentioned it, but we're going to go with travel itineraries, or a defined itinerary. By yourself. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this, but I think I like to. I like having a list of things that I want to do, but not necessarily things scheduled down to the minute. So it's like on this day, I, I like the freedom to be able to improvise somewhat, but also have structured, like planned events throughout the thing. So I like itineraries. Fine. Yeah, I echo John. I have planned trips that I try to plan like the whole day out. Didn't work, as you can imagine, especially like in big cities. There's a lot of things that can, can interrupt your day. Um, so I'm with John. I, I like to have a theme for the day. Like, okay, today we're going to the beach. Tomorrow we're going to the theme park. The day after we're going to go out for a nice dinner. And then a little bit of, little bit of planning. And then the rest is um, serendipity, as I would say. And here's a little here's a little tip for you, vacation junkies, that I learned from a friend. If you're traveling to 
a new city or somewhere. Leave a day open just for suggestions from locals. So go to a bar, talk to the bartender, talk to some people, get some recommendations for things to do or places to go, and just save a day for that because that's the surprise. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah. Actually, I would say leave more than a day because the some of the best vacation things I've ever done were recommended by locals or... Um, or found kind of like a hole in the wall. So mm-hmm. I think it's even better to, yeah, lean on, lean on the locals, you know, have, if you're doing like traditional, go to a new city or whatever, you know, do the big sightseeing things, but yeah, leave a good, I'd say 33% of your time open for to, to the townies. Yeah. Yeah. John, would you like to re-raise Andrew on how much time they'll leave open? <laughs> 33, uh, Andrew, Andrew just went with a third, regardless of length of trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how percents work, John. It's out of, um, yeah, no, I like, honestly, I do a lot of traveling, have done a lot of traveling for work. Um, typically, I find an anchor, like restaurant and or bar, ideally a brewery that serves food. It's a great place because people are in good spirits. You, you belly up at the bar. You ask the bartender, you know, what what's the uh, the DL, as they say, you know, um, in terms of, like, things to do, things the to see. Low. You ask, you ask yeah. your fellow patrons. That, I don't think you use that right. You keep things on the DL. You don't ask what's the DL. Ask what's, I don't know, do you? I what's don't know. the download? You, you want the POS. lowdown. You don't want the you don't want to keep the it on LD. down low. You want the low down. Yeah. Yeah. I want the LD. So, so what if I'm uh, dyslexic, Chris, the point <laughs> is, um, that's the best way. Honestly, it's like the best. Cause you can find, I mean, there's so much stuff on the internet now and I found when traveling, it's like anything else, Amazon reviews, it's like polar opposites. So it's hard to gauge. Is it good or not? Cause you have people that are like, it's the best thing ever. It's the worst thing ever. Um, so I just like to just look around the room and say, Hey, you, where should I eat dinner? And they sometimes have good recommendations. <laughs> sometimes they don't, but it's worth it. Roll the dice. Agreed. We got the last few here. Uh, tourist attractions. Big big tourist traps, maybe we'll call them. Buy or sell. I'm trying to think of a tourist trap. I will tell you one, John. Times Square on New Year's Eve is what I would call a tourist trap. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn uh, on these because I do think there are some things in life worth waiting in line for. Uh, beer in particular, which Chris <laughs> had him do for me. Um, but for example, Times Square, I did that. We'll never do it again. I got lucky booking a restaurant. We didn't have to wait in the pens, but I would say people that wait in the pens and like pee in diapers, that's a tourist trap. It's not worth it. Um, but things like the, what is it? What Coliseum do they call it? The, in Rome? Yeah. Coliseum. I mean like historical stuff I have a passion for, so I like those, but what's the, what's the museum where the twin towers were, where they call that one world trade center? Yeah, the World Trade Center Memorial. Yeah. That 
is phenomenal. So like there are, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. I think it depends what you're into. So I'm going to, I guess I'll buy because I like some of them and I just avoid the things that I feel like are stupid. So I'm buying. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think it's good to do like wherever you go somewhere to do the touristy things for a day. Like if you're in Boston, go on the duck boat tour. Those are tourist traps. If you're in Chicago, go on the architecture, the riverboat cruise, or visit the magic bean. Flick the bean, maybe. <clears throat> Is it called the ma- I think it's just the bean. Is it the magic no. bean? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> We're speaking of giants. V5 faux yeah. Um, I think it's good to do that stuff because you can say you did it. So I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy for a day. All right, and John, I think you already answered this one. This is my last one. Guided tours, paying for a guided tour. Um, yes. Pet, hmm. Guided tours so, in like you go to a tourist trap and there's a person you can hire to then give you the lowdown, the LD. I'm thinking mean, more like I mean more like he's they're they're physically bringing you around okay. whatever city like, or like, like a, a tourist diving. bus or Ex- scuba expedition diving. Yeah, and shit. Can, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, excursions. I think so. as, as they call. Go on the um, the um, Freedom Trail in Boston. Get a little tour guide. I I mean I like it. You get all the history. You get all the facts. Yeah, I would I would say buy because I really want to go on a safari and I feel like I don't want to do that without a tour guide. So looking out for my future self. Um, I do think a lot of times though, it's really old people and they their pace for things is just not matching my pace, if that makes sense. Um, so it can be dicey, but in general, I would buy. I think a safari without a tour guide is called poaching. Or death. Yeah, or sometimes death with a tour guide. So watch out for the elephants. Not as cuddly as you think they are. But <laughs> that closes out. Elephant, John, have you ever ridden an elephant? Um, No. A camel, maybe. I, an elephant, no. I th- did you not? I, th- I wrote an elephant. I think we, I think you changed your answer to that because we did in At Barry. The- was that yeah. an elephant? Remember I it remember. Hair? Yeah. I thought that was a camel. It was a camel. You did ride a, a camel. I, I didn't said ride camel. A camel. Camel was in Sturbridge, I believe. Right? By I think John rode a dromedary. It had two humps. The fuck is the that? It's a, cam- a camel only has one hump. A dromedary has two humps. Get out of here. A dromedary? That's not a thing. Yeah, it definitely is. Look it up. I think it's city, a city folk don't understand animals, whatever. Not a big deal. I wrote an elephant. They're hairier than you think. Kind of like pig, pig hair, wiry, wiry hair. I'm not, but I digress. There was an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. Uh, remember the trainer? We were sitting on the elephant, and the trainer's like, "Want to see a trick? Sit." And we thought we were gonna fall off. Kind of, I kind of remember that, yeah. All right. Well, we all know I have the best memory in this family, so it was. It's definitely true. But <clears throat> that's our by yourself segment. We'll now get back to the episode recap, and we left off. Frip taking photos, sucking up t- 
tourist attractions. And down at Channel 6, Irma is in the trenches. She can't keep up with the switchboard. Calls are coming in. People's houses are disappearing. There's things disappearing left and right. And Burn pops out of his office and he's like, clear these goddamn switchboards because I have important calls to make and receive. And I can't do that when they're all jammed up. And she kind of says, like, I'm doing what I can. People are freaking out. And he's like, figure it out or you're fired. Andrew, do you know why they call it a switchboard? Yeah, because I believe back in the day they actually used to like take a, I'm going to call it auxiliary cable. It probably wasn't. And they used to switch it positions to then connect them to the next like call center, which would then eventually get down to like a local line. So that's why it's called a switchboard. Suck on, yeah. suck on that, Bell Atlantic. It's wild. You used to just pick up a phone and say, connect me to this residence. Didn't even have like phone numbers. Wild. But Irma's doing her best, and Vern kind of walks over to the desk, and he's like, way to piss Burn off. Let me show you how to handle these. He says crank calls. I always thought they were prank calls. No, so crank I think I've just been saying that wrong my whole life. Um, and so he answers the phones and he's like, city hall's vanishing. Get off the line. You, you jokester. And it's the mayor. And then he's like, Oh, sorry, Mr. Mayor. And he hangs up and he's like, yeah, another prank call. What are you going to do? <laughs> and then April is kind of hanging out at the desk as well. And she knows a good story when she sees one. So she grabs her camera, which looks very similar to Fripp's camera, which will come up later. And she rushes off to City Hall to try and get the story, get the scoop on what's going on. The down low, if you will. Yeah. The deal. Or the low down. In fact. Well, speaking of low down, back at the Technodrome, Crane <laughs> is watching the news. <laughs> and he's way. getting... He's getting the lowdown from, not April, this new reporter on Channel 6, some old fogey, I think they call him, some old fucking hack. And basically, they're reporting all these vanishing tourist attractions all across the city, and Krang knows right away it's a Polarisword. He just, he must have dealt with these guys in the past, and he's like, Earth's being visited by one of these. And he says they're super obnoxious. They have these cameras that they don't only take photos, but they take the tourist attractions and they bring them back to Polaris to share with all the other citizens of that star slash planet, whatever it is. I don't really understand how Crane knows about all these different aliens. Like, he's from a different dimension, no? Like, I, maybe I just don't understand what a dimension is. I don't know. I mean, he is very knowledgeable. I mean, maybe the aliens travel in different dimensions too. I don't, I don't know. But I just love he gets all his news like from Channel 6. All of it. Got great reception down there. Maybe should turn the TV off so that he has a little more power to move the Technodrome. Yeah. Well, got to stay current on... <laughs> political events, Andrew, to be an educated emperor or whatever he wants to be. 
John, the best way I've ever heard dimensions explained is if you think of a dimension as like a sheet of paper. So our, our dimensions, a sheet of paper, you kind of stack them all up. Each of those is a dimension and then to travel in between it's when you bend time and one touches the other, that's a wormhole and you move in between them. So in theory, there's infinite dimensions and infinite and in each dimension, there's infinite space or time. Yeah. So it's like, how would Crane know about these aliens? He's educated. He ruled his dimension. So maybe he, he can clearly travel between him. He's probably been all over the place, but it's shredder who hatches a plan in this episode. So Crank's telling him about all these Polarisoids and Shredder's like, let's get this camera and use it to capture the turtles. And Crank thinks that's a great idea. And then he takes credit for it as a true leader would. And Shredder, Bebop and Rocksteady head out to find this Polarisoid and steal his camera. How do they do that, Andrew? What's Shredder's disguise? Well, so they head topside. Uh, April is observing like mayhem in the streets because you've got Fripp kind of just like taking it all in, sucking everything up. Um, he walks over to like a statue, which he makes some comment about. I want to say it's like another race or some something that seems familiar. And then we get a little Shredder. Um, and I'm trying to remember... Get, get a little dips here, little dips here. Shout out to you. Dips here for a little ice cream. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Shout <laughs> out to that guy from uh, the Worcester Tornadoes um, vendor. But yeah, same thing. He's got a hot dog cart. He's dressed up in his little uh, hot dog vendor outfit. And he's, yeah, he's making moves with Fripp. Yeah. And I think we already have a hot dog pizza on the board, do we not? We definitely do. Ooh. I mean, you could call this a corn dog, though. I think specifically it's a corn dog that he offers. Yeah. All right. Corn dog, it is. It's on the board. This, that is a good one, John. I didn't catch that. So, go ahead. I was just going <laughs> to say. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Is there. who uh, At a ballpark, speaking of the Worcester Tenetas, who do you think is the most popular vendor is it the hot dog guy beer beer it's gotta be beer yeah they don't beer. they don't go walking around spend, selling beer i'm talking about the guys are walking around some do, do they they sell beer yeah, yeah. walking around yeah they have a yeah. cooler and then they put it down and they pour you a cup usually all right yeah, or, it's, about or it's like the um the bottles the metal bottles with the twist yeah, cap. i was gonna say the metal bottles um Non-drinks, popcorn might be up there. Hot dogs, I think, are, but not everyone eats meat. Shout out to my wife. I think peanuts it's a hot dog are... meat, though. Oh, peanuts, yeah. Maybe peanuts instead of... Because where else do you eat peanuts in shells besides a ballpark where you just throw Shit. them anywhere? You're right, because every time I go to a ballpark, I get peanuts. It's like yeah, the atmosphere. And a beer, God a little salty, a little beer. Yeah. yeah, and then you get a sausage with peppers and onions oh, outside of Yaki. From the sausage. It's guy. almost... I would yep. just go to the game for that. Honestly, that's the best part. They got a they got a sausage guy that's right outside my office. This sets up a little stand every day. Yeah, but is it the same, John? Yeah, it's the same guy. 
Well, same company. The sausage yeah, guy. You need the atmosphere. Nice. How about how about um how about a little candied nut uh, vendor? Oh, like the cinnamon sugar of those nut motherfuckers. Guy? Oh, yeah. speak of whistle. Yeah, those. Yeah, those. I was just at uh, Western Idaho Fair last month. Best smelling food, but I would say like the taste and the eating experience doesn't match the aroma. Like it's always a mismatch to me. It's still good, cinnamon sugar, like almonds or whatever they they're selling you, but it smells way better than it tastes. And so for that reason, now what is that? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good if it was literally like just if they you could just get a handful because the issue is like you eat like five almonds and all of a sudden it's too many almonds. Yeah, it's like candy corn. Yeah, yeah. You have to go like Bass Pro Shop sells them at the register. They're in a little case. Yeah, perfect amount. Yeah, they're expensive, too. but I think Cabela's yeah. too because they're all owned by the same place now. Genius move. But yeah, so Shredder he's got his little hot dog vendor hat on. And he goes up to Fripp and he's like, here's a classic earth treat. Suck on, suck this down. And April sees this and she's like, I got to call the turtles because Shredder's here and this alien's trouble. Can't let him, can't let this develop any further. So she dials up the turtles. They start to head out there and Shredder keeps, he keeps his little charade going with Fripp. So he gives him the hot dog and he's like, hey. Don't you want a photo with some true, genuine Earthlings? And Bebop and Rocksteady pop out of the hot dog cart when they could have just been walking with them. I don't know why they had to be in there. And Fripp's like, yeah, you know what? I don't really have any photos of myself. Take my camera. I'll pose with these two guys, and you can take your photo. And he does take a photo. And he sucks up Fripp. He sucks up Bebop and Rocksteady. And then right at that moment, the turtles come rolling in the turtle van. But I don't think we know who's driving. I think we do know who's driving easily. And it's Leonardo. He's the last one out. They show I'm assuming. Well, the back door opens and it's Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello standing there. They hop out and then Leonardo is last coming in. So he was definitely driving. Yeah. It is nice to see the van. I will say, rewind a sec. Shredder refers to the corn dog as typical Earth nosh, N O S H. I love that adjective or noun, I guess. Yeah, noun. Um, nosh, I need to use it more in my day to day life. I think it's very sophisticated and quite intriguing once somebody whips that out. So, what a moose bush, moose bush. Yeah. You guys are obsessed with the fucking amuse-bouche. <laughs> Italy and the amuse-bouche. It's unbelievable. Not, I believe Nosh, Andrew, is also slang. It's English or British, I should say, slang for making out. Only one way to find out. Ask you're, thinking of no, you're thinking of in, snogging, John. I think Nosh. It's a Harry Potter word. Snog. They snogged. Well, is he doing uh, the research or is he just, it looked like he was going to look it up and he's yeah. not. <laughs> I, I am. I am looking it duped up. Duped us. Well, uh, he's looking it up. 
uh, Shredder, quite villainous to kind of sacrifice your own men for the plan. Like when I saw this, I was like, is this camera precise enough to just suck up like a single being or single thing, or is it just kind of everything in its, in its focus? You know what, you know what this reminded me of the episode where shredder was fucking shrinking all the buildings in New York and making his own little New York fucking village. Yeah, that was with Baxter. Baxter was still there because wasn't he in like the basement and they were all kind of looking at the buildings and stuff? Yeah. 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 R.I.P. Yeah. Bax. Also, <laughs> exchanger. Now, now that you mentioned that, I, like, did, I don't think Bebop and Rocksteady don't know that the camera's going to do this, I don't think. Because I'm pretty sure they weren't there when Krang and Shredder were discussing how it works. So that is extra villainous that he just set him up to get sucked in there and didn't even tell him. Yeah. It's uh, speaking of Baxter, it's reminiscent. Remember Shredder was it Shredder and Baxter were like on a rowboat after like the dump episode. And he just basically like shoots him. He trades cause he wants Bebop and Rocksteady back. So he has to trade somebody. He trades Baxter who then Krang transmutates by accident instead of vaporizing. So like same thing, Shredder likes to leave out convenient like plot points just to screw over his subordinates. Very villainous. Yeah, very, extremely villainous. And so he sucks up Bebop, Rocksteady, and Fripp. The turtles jump out, and they're like, we got you, Shredder, you're toast. And he points the camera at them, and he's ready to suck them up. And April's like, I got to do something. The turtles don't know what's going on. I didn't tell them. I left that very crucial detail out when I called them earlier. So she karate kicks the trash can she was hiding behind into Shredder's feet. And he goes flying into the fountain. He drops his, or the Polarisoids Fripp's camera on the ground. And he goes flying into the fountain and the turtles pursue. Yeah. You say karate kick. I think it was more of a mule kick because Shredder goes fucking flying by that kick. That trash can was fucking huge, too. It was monstrous. So, shout out April. I give her a lot of shit. Did what needed to be done in this instance. Yeah. I know, but how, as it was happening, I'm like, is she doing this just so she can get more footage, or is she doing this so she can actually help the turtles? Yeah. It's very also, valid point. Like, Shredder, fucking pull the trigger on the camera. What are you doing? Click it. How hard is it? You gotta it? get your you gotta get your lines in, John. He's he's got all these one liners saved up. <laughs> but you could say he makes up for it because he goes flying into the fountain, the turtles kind of run after him, and he just there's this hose in there that he starts blasting people with. So he hits, I think, Donnie maybe, and then Mikey does his patented propeller nunchuck move to deflect it. But April gets hit right in the gut. Right in the fucking baby maker. She goes flying backwards and drops her camera right next to Fripp's camera. So we got these two cameras on the ground right next to each other. April's down and out. The turtles are kind of getting beat up a little bit. It's hard to say if they won this fight or not. But ultimately, Shredder grabs a camera off the ground. 
and he points it at the turtles and he's like, I fucking got you now. And he does pull the trigger this time, but we just get an empty click and he's like, shit, out of film. This isn't good. Smoke grenade. And then he's out of there. Fucking smoke. Like if you ever, it reminded me of Job from Arrested Development. Or any really shitty musician that just throws down a smoke grenade and tries to run away. Like, it's such a lame move. Yeah, but I feel like he's used it at least once before and he's gotten away as well. So the Turtles, definitely not on their A game with the smoke screen. Not on their A game at all. Yeah, fighting is off. We know that from the opening scene. They're just, they need a break. So Shredder takes off, he flees. And April kind of stands back up and she's like, oh, well, he left my camera, thank God. Let me grab this. I did get some footage of Fripp and the Turtles and Shredder fighting. Like, this will make for a good news story. So she heads off to Channel 6. And the Turtles, they hear the cops coming, so they bail. They're out of there. So everyone flees this little, I think it's Park Plaza or whatever they call it, Central Park Plaza. And they're all out of there. Shredder, he's back at the Technodrome, and it's like deja vu. He's explaining yet again to Krang how this plan messed up. So he's like, listen, I had the turtles right in my sights. I pulled the trigger. The camera's out of batteries or out of film. It's kind of sucks. And Krang is like, hey, didn't you leave with Bebop and Rocksteady? Like, where are they? And Shredder says, oh, they're in the camera. So Crane grabs it. He wants to look at them. He says, let's leave him in there, but I'd like to see him. And as he's looking at it, he notices Made in Taiwan written on the back of this thing. And he's like, you fucking idiot Shredder. This is not the Polarisoid camera. What happened? And that's when Shredder knows we got the old switcheroo going on again. He grabbed April's camera, which means April has Fripp's camera. Not great. I was just going to say, John's on mute, but I saw this a mile away when Shredder was like clicking. There were two things that came to my head. One is when things get wet, batteries don't work. So I was like, maybe this alien tech isn't as sophisticated as we think. Um, but then when they, yeah, kind of like overemphasize the picking up of the cameras and then this scene obviously confirms it. Just a classic, classic switcheroo. So Shredder has to, what's the word, uh, make up for his mistake. Quite a large one. Atone. Atone. Yeah, he must atone. And that's exactly what Krang says. He's like, this, Krang, this is Krang's great at doing this. He's like, go fucking fix this or else. We don't know what or else means, but he banishes Shredder. Go figure out, go fix your mistake. So Shredder heads back to do that. And meanwhile, April's sprinting into Channel 6 at the last minute, which she's known to do. And she says, hey, I got this great story. We got to get it on air. Play the tape. And the Turtles, thirty seconds. She, she rolls in 30 seconds to air. Yeah. Dramatic. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Which makes you wonder, like, what were they going to run had she not come strolling in? Nobody really knows. And the turtles, they're back in the lair, 
and they're watching TV and they're like, Hey, April's footage is about to come on. Let's sit down and watch this. And what does she see? But Bebop, Rocksteady, the cop that got sucked up earlier, they're kind of in the TV and they're banging on the screen and they need help because they need to get out of there. Which isn't the show that anybody wanted. But maybe we'll do a little show and tell. Which is what the people really want. So, Andrew, the best brother, power yeah. rankings, got me a present, which I haven't opened. I was told to open this on air. Yeah, so this worked out great because we originally were going to record as our usual day Sunday, which was the day or two before Chris's birthday. Um, I was traveling. That's why my audio was so terrible last week with my AirPods. Um, I did the best I could. We got the show out. The return that I had, I had to mail this out on a Saturday. So I was like, shit, this isn't going to make it in time for the show. Maybe I can cut in Chris just opening the gift on his own. Uh, but then due to some delays, we're actually recording now on a Wednesday. So shout out to hump day and just so happened, Chris's present arrived. So I feel like this is a great opportunity to one celebrate your birthday since we haven't really talked about that other than a brief mention in an episode or two, including this one. Um, so Chris, what did you do for your birthday? Well, Andrew, I didn't do much because Unfortunately, the way my birthday always works out, it's on a weekday and got to get that bread. So I worked and then I did, and this is going to come up a little bit later, I did indulge in my favorite birthday cake. And actually, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to do the first question now. So as a little birthday bonus to this episode and a way for you guys to earn some pizza power-ups... I had, I've assembled a series of four birthday specific questions to me from maybe my past or just me in general that I will ask you kind of spread out here. If you get all four of them correct, you will earn a party pizza. I'm flipping the script. If you get three correct, you'll get an odds maker. Two correct, you get a combo slice. And if you only get one, you only get a respin. So we will ask the first question now. You can work together. What is my favorite type of birthday cake? Isn't it yellow cake? Didn't we we had this discussion? Yeah, so there's two options in my mind. It's yeah, yellow cake with chocolate frosting is what Chris said to his favorite cake yeah. a while ago, or it's ice cream cake. No. Um yellow with chocolate frosting. All right. Lock it in, baby. Lock it in. That is correct. You have yeah. earned yourselves a respin. If one of you could update the Trello while I open my gift. Andrew, you get I an extra it? respin for getting me a gift. John, you get nothing. This <laughs> is always, apart from being sung happy birthday, opening a gift in front of people, usually one of the more awkward and oh, baby, Andrew. We got a crane hat. Crane beanie, yeah. So head on over I to almost, YouTube. I almost out. bought this for myself earlier. And I went, I, th I sent you guys a photo. I went with Crane socks. 
file. So believe it or not, Chris, when Holy we shit, when we recognize that you were hosting your own birthday like episode. <laughs> um perfect. I had this already in mind because I had acquired this. This is part of a loot crate. So shout out to I think my friend's name is Daniel from Reddit. Um who hooked me up with this Loot Crate uh, action figure, you know, NECA action figure, but it came with a whole bunch of stuff. So one of the cool things was this Krang beanie, which I like personally. Chris loves Krang, so I knew he would appreciate it. He would appreciate it more than I did. Ship that bad boy out. Ironically, you did show me a photo of your Krang socks. So I was like, shit, hopefully there's not more to this because I didn't want to send it and you already have it. So um, yeah, this is... I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, cranged out, cool. baby. And Krang, surprisingly, for how prominent he is in the show, not a lot of Krang merch out there. Limited action figures, not a lot outside of that. So, Well, Andrew, that is not the only show and tell of the episode. We actually have more Krang. So you asked what I did for my birthday. I didn't do much, but I did indulge myself on a little gift spree crank socks were part of that the other part of that which this is actually one of my favorite things i've seen boom so this is i don't know if you guys can see that it's kind of a mashup so it's the peanuts running away from crane and shredder it's like a cartoon cell an animated cell which was really cool it's actually from let me get the name right uh, it's BAM Authentic. It's There's an artist who, Andrew, I'll send you the info. I forget the name off the top of my head, which is probably pretty bad. But basically, this is what he does. He mashes up like 90s cartoons and other famous things. There's some where he has like, you know, Frankenstein monster type stuff. But just a little cool piece of artwork. That right there, that's like my favorite version of Krang, where he's kind of free balling, but he's still got like his little cartoon stuff going on. So that was one of the things I got myself. And then the last thing for the show and tell, and this, we've referenced it a couple times, we did an episode on the movie that just came out, Mutant Mayhem. I let you guys know that I went to the West Boylston Cinema to see that. And mm. when I was there, <clears throat> what I didn't tell you at the time, is I went to the counter after I bought my ticket, and I was like, hey, what do you guys do with the movie posters? after you're done showing. And they said, we just kind of throw them in a warehouse. Some people take them. There's like a room in the back. So I was like, I'll give you 15 bucks for one of the authentic movie posters, which I have here. Ooh. So this Whoa. is, it's going to be kind of hard to show. So the, these are the ones that are in like the frames when you walk down the hallway that yep. are out, right? These are, yeah, like the coming soon now playing. So it's, ooh, I don't want to rip it. Yeah. Oh, but, the skateboard. Yeah, the skateboard. Yeah, it's the skateboard one. Nice. So, nice. kind of hard to see. I'll send a photo out. But it's the authentic. It comes from the production company for them to hang on the walls. So, got myself a little piece of movie history there, which I will hang up in the background. You will see on future episodes. You should get a framed, a frame bridge. Yeah. No free ads. What's that? Is that where you send stuff? Yeah. They frame like everything. Nice. I should do that. Send it with myself. So that's the show and tell. I'm going to wear this out the rest of the episode. It's actually nice and comfortable. 
do you guys have anything you'd like to add to show and tell? If not, not a big deal. John, maybe a gift you didn't mail me. Uh, no, and I can tell you don't resent it. I should say, I wish I, I kind of wish I had a hat right now because it's getting a little chilly up here in the Northeast. The mornings, we're in the 40s now, and it doesn't get much above 70 degrees in the afternoons. And so yeah. that hat's actually looking mighty comfortable. Keep my yeah. head toasty. Looks great. Um, I see your shelves are getting awfully full. Are you having to extend? Or there? it looks like there might be a lower row. Yeah, there's four. a lower row. I, I think I'm going to build up the corner where the pizza boxes are. But yeah, I'm running. Honestly, I'm running out of room. I bought, this is a side, it's not Ninja Turtle stuff, but I got, you know, Cheezosaurus Rex, the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese guy. Yeah. Got a little Cheezosaurus Rex Team USA basketball edition figurine back there. A couple cool things back wow. there. But actually, you wow. know what? I did forget. One of the better show and tell things, Andrew and John, you will enjoy this personally. I'll share my screen here because it's not just about my birthday on this episode. I want to share some of your birthday memories. Just not sharing. Ooh, is this the Barney year? Well, I don't know what year this is, but this is Andrew, John, with your hats. It's hard to tell. I believe there are Ninja Turtles on those hats. I can't really zoom in. You get a little corner of me. Just hit the plus button. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm doing old man moves. I'm clicking it on the, the StreamYard screen. Jesus Christ. It's a little grainy. Maybe it's Muppets. I don't know. It's hard to... It's not... Yeah, or so Sesame Street, perhaps? Is that Big Bird? There's yellow in there, I feel like. Yeah. There's something going on. John is very happy. <laughs> yeah. Very Psycho happy. Happy. I think it's my birthday because I have the balloons on my chair. Yeah, it must right? be. I'm in the corner. See that little... That's me. Little baby tray. Not important enough for photos yet. But there's a lot of joy in this picture. And can I, can I make happy. a comment on something? Yes. That blue balloon. It was it was printed as if it was meant to be hung upside down. No. Why would happy birthday be that wow. way? Wow. You are right. Even the one above it is the red one is too. Yeah. What kind of it is that is a weird I don't even know what those are hanging from. The well, I guess the probably the white. But the chandelier, Chris? Yeah, the, the chandelier. <laughs> So great, a lot of happy moments here, but there is another birthday photo I'd like to share. It's a little bit more relevant. I almost did the same thing. Old man moved quick the wrong screen. Is it Hubert? Ooh. Not a lot of happiness here, despite the Ninja Turtle sewer set. So Andrew, I believe this was your birthday again. We've got myself in the bottom this time. This is a little bit later on. Wearing yellow, fucking rocking it. I'm holding Raph, out of character for me. And Andrew's not happy about how his birthday is going, but he has probably the coolest Ninja Turtle toy, one of the coolest of the original release. Yeah, I've seen these float around eBay. Because, um, yeah, just from nostalgia, it's like it'd be great to have. 
Unfortunately, we don't anymore. Um, and I don't think Super 7 did like a re-release because they're kind of doing all the OG action figures in a 7-inch scale. Um, it'd be cool if they did a modernized version of this. Um, but I think you can still find them on eBay. Hello. I don't know what they're going for. But... Yeah, Whoa. so great memories. We had that for a long time. Great sticker placement for kids of our age. Very neat. Makes you wonder if we actually did that. But a couple of birthday memories. And you know that's not my birthday because we used to do something very specific on my birthday for my parties. We would go to a magical place, which is trivia question number two for my birthday trivia. What was the name of the venue we used to have my birthday party at? Uh, is he talking about the host, the host hotel? The host? No. I don't know. We're- Westview Creamery. Pumpkin picking oh, yeah. extravaganza. Put it on the board, farms, number two. Yeah. Well, that is correct. Technically, even though it was Westview Farms, but I will give you the correct answer. You have earned yourselves a combo slice. I did say Westview Farms did not come yeah. through. No, oh, I missed it. So no. then you are right. I don't even have to qualify it. Well done. Two for two. But back to the episode. So where we left off, April's about to broadcast on the news. She gets her story up. It's Be Up Rock Steady. And all the trapped people banging on the TV screen. And Channel 6, they kind of cut out. And they're like, oh, that was the wrong footage. Our apologies. That's a rerun of some old show. We'll get back to our scheduled programming later. But the Turtles know what the deal is. They know that that's somehow Bebop and Rocksteady. They're trapped in there. And Splinter says, you guys need to get this camera before Shredder realizes that he doesn't have Fripp's camera and he beats to it. So he sends them off to on the same mission that Shredder's on to retrieve Fripp's camera from April. April is back at Channel 6. Vern hands her her tape back and he's like, old monster movie footage is not what we want. Like, what the hell, April? That's not a funny joke. And she doesn't know what he's talking about. She's trying to figure it out. She's like, no, that was alien. Like, there's an alien. Shredder was there. The turtles were there. And as she's kind of thinking this to herself, Shredder shows up. He's in the rafters somehow. And he puts a spotlight on her. And he jumps down and he says, that's my camera. Which April now realizes says made in Alpha Centauri. It says Centraurie. There's an L in there. It's a hard word to say. No, it's just, says, a, it's just a bad U. Oh. <laughs> it that looks was like, like what is a U. Yeah, I was like, that's a crazy thing to put like a silent L in a made up word. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> I, bef- before you continue that, I'm surprised you didn't mention when it kicked back to the anchor man, he had uh, a smooch on his cheek some red lipstick as if he were up to no good with the little blackout there do you guys know smooching on the makeup lady yeah 
Which is, a, again, you're right. It is a weird thing to just add into a kid's cartoon for no reason. Yeah. I don't get it. But. So when I first watched the episode, I must have not been paying attention, and I thought he had a gash on his cheek. I thought it was a cut, an open, like an open sore. Wrong. That was wrong. Oesian, maybe one would call that, but no. Yeah. It's, it's whipstick. So... Shredder's in town. He's spotlighting April. She kind of freezes in the lights and he jumps down and he's going to get the camera from her. He's kind of struggling with her and back up in the rafters is Mikey. He's doing some shadow puppets. One, he does a little dog, does some barking, and then he does a bird. He's floating the bird around and it's just enough to distract Shredder from April so that the turtles can engage in fight number two with Shredder. It's rare we get a double Shredder-Turtles fight. How does this fight go, Andrew? Shredder kicks kicks ass. Like, this is a great episode because we saw Splinter kicking ass and taking names in the beginning, and now Shredder, like, literally destroying all of the turtles. And I think he, he basically beats everyone's ass, and then Leo goes to square off with them at the end. And that's when April rolls in um, to the site with her, or she like rolls back in with her camera. Because I feel like she's about to capture footage or something um, while Leo <clears throat> is about to take Shredder's uh, gauntlet to the face. Yeah. So you are right, actually. I got a little out of order there. April goes to film it. And as she's about to pull the trigger, Leo's like, no, don't. But two eight click and they all get sucked up into the camera. And that's when April realizes this was made in Alpha Centauri with a U. And she's like, oh shit, I have this alien's camera. And she does what anybody would do in that situation. She calls Splinter. She's kind of panicking. She's like, I, this just happened. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And she's panicking. And meanwhile, we cut to the turtles and Shredder, and they're kind of falling through the sky as they've been sucked up by this camera. And they land back in the Channel 6 newsroom. And the turtles are kind of like, what the fuck just happened? And Shredder just instantly is like, see you later. And he hops through the wall. It shreds open like a, like he jumped through a piece of paper. And he's just fucking, he just books it out of there instantly. And the turtles follow, because that's what you do. This is where the episode, I, this is where I was like, all right, that's a little too <laughs> too crazy, right? Um, and I started to lose interest because what we see, yeah, is all these like dimension, or not dimension, but like this. Um, it's like they're like photos in the. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but basically like all the things that were was recorded by Fripp are now in, yeah, it's kind of like Inception, I guess. That's probably the best way to describe it. Um, but I feel like they kind of run with it for way too long. It's like too significant, too much time spent on this fucking Inception zone in this episode. Yeah, I agree completely. So they follow him through there, <laughs> through the whole in the Channel 6 newsroom. Just fucking laughing about it. The giggles Chris thought I fell asleep. <laughs> That's what it looked like. 
And I meant to I meant to mention too. Did we mention the cowabunga at the top of the show? Like right? No, we did in the training room. We, we did didn't. Not. Nope. Okay, because there was a cowabunga very okay, immediately. Early. Yeah, yeah, within like the first minute. So I just want to note that. So put it on the board. Play the, the music. quickest cowabunga ever. Yeah. Put it on the board. Yes. So into the hole they go, and they're falling through the sky this time. And they land on a cruise ship. I'm going to kind of go through these a little quick because it's just like Andrew said. It's it's like an 80s montage of just too much shit going on. So they went on the cruise ship. Shredder's running away again. They get him with a lifesaver. Little balloon. I think that's what they're called. The little life preserver thing they toss. Trip him. They think they got him this time. But nope. Out of the sky. Bebop and Rocksteady open a hatch. Toss down a rope. And they pull Shredder up to safety. And as he's being pursued by the turtles they're climbing the same rope he uses his gauntlet to cut it and they go falling through the ground so at this point they're separated from shredder in this camera world universe whatever you want to call it he's now with bebop and rocksteady they've fallen through the ground into an alleyway basically where they bump into frip and he's like hey what's going on and they're kind of pissed at him. They're like, you got to fucking let us out of here and return all this stuff to where it goes because you're messing with a bunch of people. And he's like, I'm a tourist. This is what tourists do. Sorry. Just fucking blunt right to their face. Doesn't give a shit what they're worried about. At that moment, who comes rolling in? Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder. They're on a train this time. So John, big fan of train whistles. There's no whistle. They're just coming steaming down the tracks. They're going to run over the turtles. And we get like a chase scene within a montage. They're like, they're running away. Then they're on a roller coaster. They're roller coastering through this. And then controversially on the roller coaster. Andrew, I don't know if you saw the little text thread that we had before. But I think we need your thoughts on there's a potential. It's a non-transcript, potentially rogue cowabunga. That is, as they're going down the roller coaster, there's a whoa, a hee-haw, maybe, and a cow, a cowabunga. I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I because I didn't note specifically when this happened, but I had three total cowabungas this episode. Uh, there's a third one coming up towards the end. So I don't know if if you guys had three. And this would I be did. four. Okay. This would be four. So I did not have the fourth one. So I believe. Did you listen to it? I did replay it briefly. I didn't hear it convincingly cowabunga, but I also didn't have it on like super loud blast. So I'll, I'll go with majority on this one. If you guys both think it was a cowabunga. Okay. We both think it was a cowabunga. I don't, I don't, I didn't <laughs> think it was a cowabunga. I'll give, I'll give, you know what? I'll give it to you. There's no fucking way we get to the total. So take yeah. it. Take your pity cowabunga. As we're talking about trains, too, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to Mother Goose Club's Freight Train song. So anyone with little ones probably have, has listened or watched the Mother Goose Club YouTube videos. The Freight Train song, Chugga Chugga, is phenomenal. So I'll leave that in there for everyone to stream at their convenience. I'm going to have to listen to that after the show. So 
the train the train doesn't get the turtles. They're on a roller coaster. They're roller coastering around. We get a rogue cowabunga. John's faking sleeping now. And they end up, this roller coaster comes to a stop on a flagpole on like a skyscraper. And Shredder pops through the window and he's like, enjoy Broadway when you fall on it and die. And he slices the pole. They go falling through the ground. And we're going to go a little bit out of order here just because it makes sense too. So they fall to the ground um, and through the street into a park. What looks to be the original park that Fripp was in at the start of the episode. And then Shredder meets them there and Bebop and Rocksteady roll up in a tank. And he's basically like, listen, if we're stuck in this world, then I'm going to be the ruler of this world. And he aims the tank at, at all the turtles and he's ready to fucking blast them into smithereens. And then we cut over to April. And she's in the sewer with Splinter, and she's asking, like, she's telling him what happened. They got sucked into the camera. I don't know what to do. And he's like, we got to act fast. We got to figure this out. And they go back to Channel 6, and they, this is, it gets even fucking weirder here. So they pop the tape into the editing equipment. April's like, this is where we, we, I don't think she does it, but they dice up all the film. And he puts the tape into the editing software. And just this, like, paper cartoon boat comes up on the screen. Footage that doesn't even make sense. And he's got this crazy plan. He's like, we gotta act fast. The boat comes up. He's like, fucking watch this. Stand back. And he takes his little walking stick. And he just fucking smashes open a screen, which is a crazy move to do. Mm -hmm. And all the water from the ocean on the screen comes pouring out. It almost like... In the cartoons, when they break open a cask, and everything just comes flowing out. That's basically what happens here. Mm-hmm. And it comes flowing out like beer, Andrew and John, which leads us to trivia question number three on my birthday list. What is the first legal beer that I consumed? What brand of beer? I feel like Chris was a Bud Heavy or like a Bud. Yeah, I was going to say Budweiser. Budweiser? Yeah, Bud Heavy. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Wow. Bud Heavy. First legal beer I had. You are three for three. You've earned yourselves an odds maker. Was that intentional or was that just a matter of fact? You were somewhere where there was just Bud Heavies and you were sucking them down? No, I wanted, I like butt heavies. So I had that. I was actually at the Boynton and then I had a Boynton bucket. Shout out the Boynton. And the trifecta, the Soul and the Sahara. I think the Sahara is gone now. I don't know how that place ever stayed in business, but shout out Highland Street. So anyway, this water is pouring out of the TV and out with it come all the characters that have been stuck in Fripp's camera. So the turtles come flowing out on this tidal wave. The cop is there. Shredder Shredder comes out and he just gets like washed away with Bebop and Rocksteady. They don't even stick around. And then uh, Mikey comes out. He's like surfing. I think we get we might get another cowabunga here. Maybe mm-hmm. he's riding. He's riding the tube, whatever you call it. He's going tubular. Um, so they come flown out, and it's just basically the turtles, Fripp, April, and Splinter that are left in this control room, and they hear burn coming. 
She's like, what the fuck's this racket? And they all flee. And Burn opens the door and he slips and falls in the puddle. And he's like, what the fuck, April? Like, what is going on in here? And I don't even, I don't think she even says anything. Just kind of cuts away from there. I think she just says like, you wouldn't believe it if I told you or some, one of those lines. And then, I, yeah, and then it's over. And so she's dealing with Burn. And then the Turtles and Splinter, this is another like quick wrap up of an episode. They're just back in the park. They're kind of seeing Fripp off from Earth as he flies away. Everything's been restored. He just gets in his spaceship and fucking takes off. Takes off like the last trivia question I have. My favorite childhood athlete who shares a birthday with me. Tyrone Wheatley. And there's no one to jump out of the gym. Someone said. Ooh. Spud uh, Webb. Let's see. Chris had a couple. He liked Spud Troy Web. Aikman. He was a big Troy Aikman fan at one point. Um, he did like Tyrone Wheatley. He liked Jonathan Bender. Spud um, Webb. Jump out of the gym, he said. All right. Spud Webb it is. Final answer? It's not, that though. Incorrect. Scotty Pippen. July 13th. Scotty Pippen is the answer we were looking for. Good old Pip. John fucking yeah. just unbelievable. Steamrolled you. Yeah. Yeah. Spud Webb, like he's like a novelty. Nobody was his favorite player. I, I Spud Webb wouldn't even have been considered on my list of like top 100 uh, athletes Chris liked. I, was Chris kinda I forgot about Jonathan Bender. That was a good one. Fuck. Yeah. You could jump out of the gym too. Dunk from the foul line, NBA Live 2000, baby. All right. But anyway, that was the last one. So you guys do not earn the patented party pizza, which we've had a lot of, so not the end of the world. And um, we wrap up the episode. Flip fucking takes off. He's out of here. And Splinter kind of looks at the turtles and he's like, hey, have you figured out where you want to go on a vacation yet? And they say, you know what? We think maybe just staying in the sewer is for us. We've had enough of this. And that's how we wrap up the episode. Thoughts? Meh. Yeah. It was, um, it was okay. I don't know. It's not really much to say about it, honestly. It wasn't my favorite episode, but. Yeah, I think, um, I think what did it for me was like that last scene with Splinter just bashing the TV and like saving the day. Again, like very rushed, very just kind of all over the place. So we'll see what the next episode brings. I think it's, um, I'm hosting next week. It's green with jealousy is the name of it. I don't recall what it's about. It felt like they just like were like, Hey, every writer would put together an alien episode and they just drew, they put them all together and just put them in a row. So hopefully we're done with aliens for a little bit. Except for Crane. Yeah. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, this was back-to-back but, aliens, right? Yeah. We came yeah. off of uh, those, I forget what they were called, fucking Mork and Mindy or whatever. They were flying in space. Barada, Nikto, and Kling. Fucking Gak. Um, Turtleisms, baby. Cowabunga! John. Oh, I Give wrote him down. Got. I got him. 
Uh, Turtleism, sorry. This is going to go by character. So Michelangelo started off, as Andrew said, right off of the Cowabunga. He gave a we're totally tuckered out turtles. They're talking about their why they're not so good. Surfs up compadres. Uh, Try again, creepola, he says. Whoa, time for us to boogie. Better make tracks, dudes. Add Cowabunga on the roller coaster downhill, which we counted. Uh, I wrote down, did you take a picture of a pizza parlor? She said when they were in there. Uh, I got a major case of the munchies. Surfs up Cowabunga again. And then Exactamundo. Like, who needs Taurus anyway? That was Michelangelo. From April, she had a big story. Like, this is the big story. Story is, you know, whatever. Raphael had a couple. He said, get the picture. Hey, guys, we're going to be on the boob tube, he said. And he called uh, Bebop and Rock City the two deadheads. Chris, a noted deadhead. Yeah, yeah. that was my probably wearing the sweatshirt right now. Yeah, big deadhead. Uh, Donatello had your washed up tin grin and a shred head overboard. I Actually, that one made me laugh. Shredder jumps off the ship. From Shredder, we're going Polarizoid hunting. Hot dogs, get your hot dogs here. Get them while they're red hot. Smile, turtles, you're on vanishing camera. Instead of turtleism, get your hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Smile, turtles, you're on vanishing camera instead of candy camera. And then he got a wretched reptiles and a roll cameras. I always wanted to say that. And then from Krang, I had a shredder, you numbskull ninja. That's all I had. Um, I had Dynamite Exclusive by April. I think you mm-hmm. missed that one. Did you get the Turtles Fight with Honor by Leo? Oh, damn it. No. Yeah. That was it's just that one felt that's what they're jumping down after making the shadow puppets. Yep. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had one of those. Yeah. So thank you all, John and Andrew, for your due diligence on the turtleisms. John, I don't know if you have it prepared, the update since we had some cowabungas here on the Shellcast sports book. <laughs> Yes, and not only do I have the update, which is coming, I also added, as Andrew had uh, requested, a pace column. I don't know if you guys can see that. Wow. Yes. It's almost like we have our shit together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this would be through episode 20. Like that. It updates. You had four, a total of four cowabungas. This episode is up. Was three. Did Chris agree? Yeah. A four. Yeah, Chris agreed. You're adding, so that roller coaster one was the fourth one? Yeah. What were the other three? There was the beginning. It was, immediate, it was immediately at the beginning. Oh, going into the fountain. Going in. One, didn't he? Nope. It was immediately at the beginning. It was actually on the roller coaster, not after the, the controversial one. 
right when they're about to hit the cop, he says Calabunga, and then right at the end, Michelangelo says Calabunga as he's surfing out of the television. So those are your three. Who we had four. Damn, that's a record. It's got to be a record. It's like it's twenty three total. Brings the pace. Ooh, wow, big jump. Fifty four point one. Still well short of what we need, but it was a promising episode for that. No blimp. Uh, no Raphael Turtleman. And I thought we were going to have Leonardo throw. Sorry, sorry. I thought we were going to have Leonardo throw. Nails every episode I host. <laughs> he did a throwing motion with one, but didn't throw it. I know. I don't know if you guys caught that, he did like the overhand up, uh, but he just yeah, pointed. he was about to. Yeah. Yeah, so no, no so. so right now, the only thing on pace is uh, Donatello flying the turtle bump, which we haven't seen in probably like at least 15 episodes, I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's like episode one or two, it felt like he was doing that. Yeah. We actually haven't seen the turtle bump in a long time. The last turtle bump we saw was episode 11, so. Jesus, nine episodes ago. And we had like two in a row. There was a lot of turtle bumping going on then. Yeah. All right, John. Well, thank you. And you might as well keep your screen up because we're going to roll right into the villain power rankings. Which, I mean, I think we have to add Fripp. Do we? He was kind of wreaking a little havoc out there. Yeah. I think he was. And since he and I would return, say, yeah, his line where he's like, dude, I'm a fucking tourist and this is what we do. He showed no remorse for what he was doing. All right. So that's going to bump someone if Fripp is a returning character. I mean, I hate to see Don Tertelli go. Can we I get fucking like Dragon Granitor out of there? But he also, he just, he hasn't been around. Yeah, but Don only really tickled them. the feet, so I feel like he's got to go down. At least Trigon Grantor, like, blew some shit up. True. Frippin' the 10 spot. Don Tertelli goes to the bench. Or the reserves. What are we calling them? The reserves. Yep. I would put him at the top of the villain reserves list, though. Well, while we're updating that, the only other active villains are usual. I think I just said villains. Villains <laughs> are usual cast of characters: Krang, Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder. All active this episode. They currently, in that order, occupy the one, two, three slots. We've got the Rock Soldiers at four, the Rat King at five, Foot Soldiers at six, Vivaldi Crime Syndicate at seven, Baxter at eight, Dragon Grand Tour at nine, and then Fripp. Obviously, we just put in the ten spot. So let's uh, I mean, let's work our way from the bottom up. Shredder, what do we think? Um, I would say he at least goes. Yeah, I would say he goes ahead of Bebop and Rocksteady and just comes back to the two. I don't think he did enough to be the number one. Um, but it was his plan. He did execute it initially appropriately, and then he also sucked up his like two henchmen 
as part of his evil plan. Um, he does get a knock for the swap of the cameras. Um, he kicks some ass with the turtles. He uses smoke screen again. And then he did escape in the cartoon, like dimension land, um, only to be washed away by splinter at the very end. So kind of like looking at all things, I would say shredder has did enough to move back in the two spot. I would agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Good. It was a good episode for shredder. Yeah. I would go, I mean, Krang was pretty much inactive this episode, but like Shredder to two, and I think him and Krang are pretty close at this point. Yeah, but Shredder's had some rough episodes recently, so I think like looking at the body of work over the last like five or so, um, he probably is still in the two, despite a strong showing this one. So other than that, I mean, we didn't really have anyone else. No. Nothing Bebop and Rocksteady did warranted falling past three, I don't think. Agreed. So, it'll flip flop a shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady, frip in 10, and I think that's our new power rankings. So, thank you, John. We will now go to the pizza portion of the show, and we'll start with the pizza wheel. So, last week. Where this week, Andrew obviously ate the pizza. Uh, we had our pizza poll question from last week. John, why don't you remind us what that was? Because I honestly don't remember. Yes, the question was, um, what is the best item to fend off a home intruder? This actually did get contentious. And it was quite a, it was quite a debate, honestly. A um, lot of discussion, a lot of gory discussion. Um, which I stick by, but, but wait, hold that thought just for one second so I can vote real quick. Um, all right, I'm done. Wow. Imagine if this swung the vote. Incredible. It didn't. Damn. (laughs) It sounds like it wasn't good for me, but I I voted. I was one of the first ones to vote and it wasn't looking good. (laughs) Uh, so this um, this was posted on Thursday during Thursday night football, believe it or not, um, and not as not as many votes as the Friday night poll, which I thought was interesting. But there were only thirty two votes in this, and with nineteen of those votes, the winner was John, who said seven iron, and the loser was Chris, who said meat cleaver. And there was one comment from uh, Dr. Pepper. And it said <laughs> seven iron because you got to be real close to use a cleaver. Which I, like Dr. I Pepper. did point out. I did point out that Someone Chris was going close combat and it's very yep. dicey. I mean, if you hit the jugular, great. If you miss, I've seen those knives get turned around on the, the uh, defender. So... I think the poll don't lie, baby. The poll don't lie. Speaking of Dr. Pepper, I saw a tweet today that said, am I addicted to porn? Yeah, porn myself another glass of Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a Dr. Pepper today, so just want to, you know, float that out there as well. Shout out to the doc. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to the only fucking pepper, the only soda with a doctor. Yeah. 
So it looks like I'm, yet again, after escaping it for a week, I'm back in the fucking pizza wheel. That makes uh, two in a row for John in poll yeah. conversions. Interesting that John would, we had a very successful poll posting time last week, and he steers away from that, maybe strategically, to Thursday night. But I'm just the, connecting dots. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> the, we had always said that we were going to post it Thursday night. I just forgot last week. And I, I even hashtag TNF. Thursday night, and I hashtag Thursday night football. So I was trying to get all in there. I was using a, a sound from fucking Tube Girl. If you don't know what that is, look it up on know. TikTok. So Josh trying to get in the system. I have to respect it. Wasn't it. meant to be. But before I spin yeah, before I spin, uh pizza power ups. So Andrew Andrew's fucking heavy. He's got four respins in the bank, two combo slices. No party pizzas and two odds makers. John, two respins, two combo slices, a party pizza, two odds makers. And I have two respins, a combo slice, and a party pizza, no odds makers. So we got a lot in play potentially. Would anyone like to use one before I spin? No, sir. Nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use a mm. odds maker. Oh no. Hmm. Um the first odds maker to be used, Chris called me out, so I gotta use something. Um I would have loved to ask Chris what he was hoping he wouldn't land on, but I didn't because he just put me on the spot. So instead I'm gonna choose um uh wow, there's a lot of good ones on here. So just kind of coming around, there's pickled tofu, which actually sounds delicious. Hmm. Venusian tree slug, wonton and locks, uh, fruit cocktail, anchovy and butterscotch. That's the one, baby. I'm going anchovy and butterscotch. I'm going to change that odds maker. So let me. Uh, this will be quite interesting. So let me unlink the Google spreadsheet, I think is the way to do it. Advanced mode. Yeah. And go all the way down to anchovy and butterscotch ice cream. It's going to boost it too. Oh. Um, I think I just need to move this. How does this work? Yeah. So what do we say the max was? Um, I think it was like 30. 30. Some, I'm remembering 30 for some reason. Yeah, yeah 33%, right? Uh, yeah, because if we, in theory, if we all use an odds maker, we need to be able to, yeah. So, thirty or thirty-three. Thirty-three. I thought, but I thought you can only do increments of five, so do thirty-five. Holy fuck! Oh, oh my god! I did say I, I wouldn't mind anchovies, the butterscotch. That's, that's a, gonna make that's, it. I don't even know. Like, do they even sell that anymore? Butterscotch is like an old person food that's going out of. I love it's butterscotch. Going extinct. Oh wait, that's the wrong one. I don't want to do chocolate fudge. I want to do this one. So I think I'm going to go just below thirty. It's twenty. There we go. It's like Pac-Man. All right. So <laughs> we 
hide that bad boy. So this is the first odds maker <laughs> Andrew is using. Um, and I believe, did we not say if you use a respin, the odds maker stays or it does, does it go yeah. away? Yeah, it does, it does stay. stays. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Very good. So Chris, it is your spin. What pizzas would you not like to eat? Uh, the shrimp puff thing. I'm still kind of on that shrimp puff and cheese. I think it was not a fan. I hope I don't. I, sashimi's still on there, right? No, Johnny hit because he mailed it in. He just put one piece of salmon on his pizza. Damn, I don't even remember that. Oh yeah, I do actually. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'll take I'm, I fruit cocktail. I'm feeling. Give me a little fruit cocktail. That grape jelly was so tasty that I think the fruit works. Awesome. Well, head on over to YouTube if you want to see this mega, speak of giant pizza. We got a giant slice right here. Anchovy and butterscotch is at just about 30% of the wheel. Um, we've got, I think, 59, 58 or 59 total, mm-hmm. something. Yeah, 58 entries. So I'm excited to see where this lands, Chris. Spin that bad boy. Go. Ooh, I think Chris, is, Chris avoided. Oh my god, this thing's supposed to be a shrimp puff and cheese. No way. Dip. Wow. Oh, respin. No. Nope. Yep. Re- respin that. I don't fucking want that. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what a shrimp puff is. Chris is respinning. Are you deducting? Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is tempting fate with the odds. I know he he skated by. I'll it take twice. the anchovy. Oh, it's going oh again. God, it's going to happen again. There's no way. There is no way. What does that say? Melted mozzarella. Ugh. that's an easy one, baby. Fucking melty mozzarella. And I'm going to use a combo slice. Damn, I knew someone was going to do something. There's no, there are no outs on the pizza wheel anymore. <laughs> so combo slice. This means Chris has melted mozzarella and whatever it lands the on. Odds are, if the odds are. If I can dodge just, this three times, that's the wheel is just. Nope. Yeah, fuck me. Right on the word. Exact. Wow. <laughs> oh, almost. Oh, so right. currently it's melted mozzarella, anchovy, and butterscotch ice cream. Oh, it's ice cream. Yeah, I thought it was just butterscotch. Oh, Jesus! Wow. Okay. <laughs> butterscotch ice cream. Do you? They, wow. Big That's one. good. I don't I even know where you buy that. Is that like a common? I know butter pecan, butter pecan, butter pecan. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, it's going to be gross. I didn't know. I thought it was. That's worse than I thought then. I didn't realize it was ice cream. All right. Well, I'm not going to drag anyone else into this. I'm going to face the music like a man. Wow. And I will eat my melted mozzarella, butterscotch, ice cream, and anchovy pizza next week. Hell of, a way to, hell of a way to come back to the, the pizza I'm eating, Chris. I know. It's been a little while, this, hasn't it? This is going to be an Elio special. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that right now. 
All right, is that it? No more power-ups, John? No, no more power-ups. I'm All too right. scared. I Chris fucking scared the shit out of me with his fucking party pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And grape jelly. That was a good. You walked out. That pizza was pretty good. I know. Um, all right, so that's the pizza wheel. I, I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to eating that next week, but that's where the cookie crumbles. We will now go to this week's pizza poll. We all know how this works. <laughs> I will be reading the question because I am eating pizza this week. Andrew, since you ate pizza last week or this episode, you will answer first. John, you will answer second. Yes. And we have actually added a couple questions today. I think we're at 48, maybe 49. Hold on. Uh, we are at 49 questions. Oh, 48. Why did you still off? All right, yeah, 48. 35, 35 is the number. 35, question 35. What's the worst drink somebody can order at a bar? The worst drink someone can order at a bar. Andrew, Ooh. take as much time as you need. This is another one of those, do I go with my heart or do I go for the win? Um, and the reason I am even contemplating is I despise Shots of fireball. Despise is, it. Oof. I love fireball. Absolutely despise. Um, so. But if you want to fucking throw a pole, pick that as your answer. Because that. Jeez. I that mean, might be the most beloved shot there is. I know. Certainly the most beloved in this house. I mean, that's what my gut says. I feel like. Um, it's fireball. Shot wow. fireball. I don't like it. Why don't I like it? I've never in my life liked that fake cinnamon flavor. Like so, red hots, big red gum. John, R.I.P. Your, to your forehead. Which maybe that's why. <laughs> R.I.P. More like Viva La Forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that explains it. Maybe that's maybe that's why. But yeah, don't like it. Um, and, and specifically Fireball, because number one, it gives whiskey a bad name. I'm just going to say that. It gives whiskey a bad name. It's not real whiskey. Number two, um, it's so sweet and sticky. It kind of reminds me of when you guys used to eat Eggo waffles in the morning and get maple syrup all over the Aunt Jemima's bottle, and I would go to touch it. Last <laughs> yeah, I've never heard any, never heard that in my life. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm getting sticky syrup. Yeah, you guys are just animals, just fucking flipping, I'm being fucking syrup. slandered on this podcast. <laughs> I don't even remember eating Eggo waffles that much. I remember Angel leaving his cereal bowl with milk in it, just sitting on the counter. Yeah, those well, French toast sticks. How about those? Whatever it was, sticky, it was and it was your guys' fault. Um, so I'm I'm adverse to stickiness, and um, I also think because Fireball, like in my mind, there's only two shots people take now, and it's Fireball and Tequila. Um, I know tequila is, I mean, tequila probably would have been the answer to go with in terms of for the win, but, um, I just, I hate how, yeah, how basic shot taking has gotten. Cause everyone's like, Oh, let's just do fireball. So I'm out on fireball. 
it's the worst drink anybody can order at a bar. Wow. That's a hot take. I love, I fucking love Fireball, honestly. I love nips of Fireball. But I, so I don't really frequent bars. But I think if you're at a bar, <clears throat> I, this isn't going to be a drink, but I'll, I'll pick a drink. But how bad are the fucking, like, the, any glass, like a martini glass? Like, if you get yeah, a drink. Martini was going to be my answer. Fucking oh, get out of here with your fancy lame glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say the glass, awful. But a Manhattan also comes in a martini glass. Like, that's called a, is that the hot, that's highball, highball glass, glass, I think. No, no. I think no, it's a it's martini like a, glass, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a martini glass. I do agree. Like the shape is very prone to breaking, and but, it's also prone to spilling. Yeah, yeah, because it's and it's also prone to being screwed out of a full pour. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the YouTube video, but basically, because it's a conical shape, mm. even if there's like a quarter inch gap, you're you're missing out on like a third of your total drink because oh of that. yeah volume oh, at the top, the yeah at the yeah. top of the cone is crazy so you want that thing to the brim yeah, you need but if you're fault. gonna say martini john i have to smack you because martinis are delicious whoa i i've never had a martini i'm not i i think i think i'm gonna go scotch because you're a douche you, if you order it yeah if you order scotch it's like i don't i don't think people who order scotch who like scotch or douches i think if you order it at a bar that's just a sh- it's like what are you doing yeah that's actually a good it's good rationale i mean scotch shout out to anchorman i just rewatched the video scotch 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 um i love scotch great but yeah at a bar if you if you're at a bar and ordering anything like expensive and uppity at a bar yeah shame on you shame on you see i would think again i'm not a big drinker but i would think the opposite like i don't want to buy a whole expensive bottle of scotch why not go somewhere where i can get a glass and enjoy it and not have to pay the sticker price on the whole bottle you're paying so much more yeah i was gonna say like johnny walker is probably the most common scotch that you'll find at a bar there's the different colors i think blue johnny walker blue is like the really expensive one but i know even just like black was there maybe it's black I don't drink Johnny Walker personally. I'm not a huge Scotch fan, but what I will say is I do remember like in San Diego when I got Johnny Walker, it was like $25 for a one ounce or two, you know, one ounce and a half pour. So it's fucking all ice cube you get with Scotch. Well, if you're, you drink it neat. neat. But even they, they say put a little splash of water in it, even if it's, you gotta, you gotta open it up a little bit. Um, scotch and soda that's a thing right it is that's yeah don't do that that is I a thing just heard the name. like soda water John oh <laughs> maybe yeah, John's anyways, not so highbrow after all I'm not I, I don't dabble in the spirits I had so scotch in, once had, first time I had it it was gasoline tastes like gasoline and the second you, time I had it, I was fucking flying high on the first <laughs> glass of scotch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it tasted delicious. Um, 
That's hilarious. <laughs> I, if you don't like scotch or you want to get into it, um, so number one, a friend of mine, shout out to Carl, he taught me that not all scotch uses peat, smoked peat in it. So there are, in fact, scotches from Scotland that are like bourbon almost. They're sweet, easy drinking, not smoky. So number one, check those out. Number two. Thanks, um, Carl. Yeah, I learned um, from Good to see you, Carl. From consumption that there's also High West. They're out of Utah, distillery out of Utah. They make this blend of whiskeys called Campfire, which is one-third scotch from Scotland, one-third rye whiskey, and one-third bourbon. So it's kind of like... I'm not going to say training wheels scotch, but I'm going to say training wheels scotch because it's tamped down, not as intense. So, and that's actually delicious. It goes for like 70 bucks a bottle. So. Damn. So Andrew, your final answer, a shot of fireball, John, <laughs> a glass of scotch. <laughs> is yep. that, all right. I would, the only other one I would add is like car bombs or like any performative shit, like drink. Yeah, what's the flaming? Like, don't do a car bomb in fire. public. Yeah. yeah. What are those fire? birthday birthday shots where you got to like blow job, or... blow job shots? Yeah. Though anything where you're like putting on a show at a fucking just have a drink and How about the attention. ones where like the bartender who's usually a female will put the shot in her mouth, spit it into your mouth and then throw water in your face and then slap you. How about that? <laughs> Fuck. Never even heard of that. So what, what the hell is that? <laughs> what kind of videos are you? John doesn't drink John off of it. He, does. Like he goes to Coyote Ugly <laughs> to get his shots of, of <laughs> scotch at the bar. <laughs> You never seen those? No, I've never even heard of that. It sounds gross, though. <laughs> I'll send you some videos. <laughs> no, please don't. Make sure you're in cognito mode. <laughs> I was thinking, too, uh, at, at one point, somebody ordered John a cement mixer shot. This is like way throwback yeah, to Dave. Enrico's, yeah. Um Cement mixers, that's when you have to like swish in your mouth because it'll curdle, kind of like a car bomb, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Boilermaker. Yeah, Isn't a boilermaker just a shot of whiskey and a beer? Yeah, anything where you drop a glass, like just, oh. I don't know. Boilermaker, yeah, I think is a shot. You drop like it into the glass and drink it, I know. Jaeger bomb. Um, yeah. It's like Chris is wearing a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> Crane do rag, baby. I was gonna get a. I was thinking of getting a tattoo of Crane, but he looks kind of like a ball sack. And I was just like, I don't know how that would come out. I don't think it would look that great, but I fucking love him. He's my favorite. Yeah. So, Chris, what? Um, you're just saying performative shot, like a, yeah. I would say like I like car bombs, but that's something like you do at like a house party with like friends in college. Like anyone doing that at a bar, like you're spilling stuff all over. I just. Not a fan of that. What what about what's your favorite? 
What's your favorite bar drink order? It's white I'll Russian, start. baby. White Russian, wow. What? Delicious. Dessert drink. Have you have you had an espresso martini, Chris? No, and again, that's mo- I've heard they're delicious, but it's like I don't want to deal with the glass and like it's a very not that I'm a hipster, I guess I am, but it's like a basic basic bitch drink. I don't want to have that in front of me. Yeah, I was just going to say some people consider espresso martini like the grown-up white Russian. It's more coffee-forward. Also, you can order drinks like down is what I call them. I don't know if that's the exact um, nomenclature, but instead of having them up like in a martini glass or like even margarita, I hate the margarita glass as well. So I'll order mine usually like down in a normal like either highball or – I don't know what the standard like cocktail glasses, but they can put them in those small ones if you ask for it. Just FYI. I like uh, whiskey ginger, personally. Yeah. Jameson whiskey sour is also good. Whiskey sours make for nice. bad hangovers. The I had I was at a bar once and I had ginger ale. Yeah, that's that's my that's my jam. <clears throat> Try um, Jameson and cranberry too. Because Dave also told me about that, they they give that on tour at the Guinness, uh, not the Jameson factory in Ireland or wherever it is. Um, and he said he thought it was a bunch of BS, and then he tried it, and he said it was next level. And I, I mean, a John once. Daly, nothing wrong with the John Daly either. Fucking delicious. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, of course, my go-to like cocktail. I mean, honestly, I just, I usually just do like whiskey, whiskey rocks. So like I was just in, um, Fort Collins, I got Blanton's easy, nice drinking. So you were in Foco? Yeah. Foco, um, did that rocks. Um, but often I'm just ordering beer at the bar, a beer. Let alone many that would necessitate a gun wreck. (laughs) Yeah. So. I don't know. All right, Sometimes man. I like, you know, a little Paloma, if you will. Oh, yeah. You guys ever have Hell a Paloma? Yeah. I don't even Those know what are that great. is. Grapefruit, pomplamoose, as Chris is wont yep. to know. A Paloma's, Pom- that was almost the, yeah, Paloma's great. This is my wife's favorite drink. Yeah. Tequila, grapefruit, soda water, lime is um, Paloma. So it's kind of like a margarita, but without the sour mix um, in exchange for grapefruit. Ranch waters are great too. Like I got into those because vodka. I gotta have one of those. You mentioned those go before. So they sound good. Ranch waters. I had those down yeah. in Jacksonville. John, have you had yeah. a transfusion? Isn't that a golf drink too? Yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah, Delicious. transfusions are good. Those look good. Yeah. It's like grape juice. Grape juice. Grape soda. Something yeah. like that. Grape something. It tastes like grape Gatorade. In alcohol. Purple drink. Yeah. Um, what Second else? Second time we mentioned that. On filthy, this filthy martini. Great. Dirty, filthy chai. I like green olives. Like, get the fuck out of here with a green olive. They're great. That's kind of a high. How do you guys feel about Bloody Marys? I think we talked about this too. I like a good Bloody Mary. My issue is there's so many bad ones and so inconsistent that I don't order them anymore. So, like, for breakfast drinking, I'll just go mimosa, which is to me is like a glass of champagne with a few drops of OJ. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, I like them, but it's grapefruit. The ones mm-hmm. when you get a when you get a when you go to one of those places that like puts a whole fucking hamburger on a stick for a Bloody Mary, get out of here. 
that shit on my face. I did that. I did that once. No, I did that twice. Once in Vegas, and then once there's a place here. I think it's like twenty five bucks for Bloody Mary, but it comes Jesus with chicken Christ. chicken wings, a cup of chili, a slice of pizza, bacon, and then like asparagus pickle. It was actually like for lunch, which is what I was doing. <laughs> Fuck you, how does your heart not like burn? That's so much heartburn right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about this? Yeah, dump this chili on fucking Bloody Mary. How about this psycho move? Um, Like two years ago when Dow was visiting, we went out to Barbacoa. It's like one of the better restaurants. Um, It's like Spanish-American fusion, I would say, food. Um, And we're at dinner. Like It's like 8 p.m. We're eating like – I think Dow got paella or something like that. Um, I heard about this paella. He orders a Bloody Mary at dinner. (laughs) I'm like, what? Who? I've never seen anyone drink a Bloody Mary like in the evening. It's, it's After like 2 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a tailgating like early morning thing. <clears throat> yeah, or brunch, like the latest up. brunch. I mean, Dad doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> that is very <laughs> It is very funny, though. Uh, all right, well, that's the pizza poll for the week. Uh, that's all we got. Anything on the outro you guys have? Yeah, I do. So this will be post-mortem, as they say, so after the episode airs. But uh, I want to say congratulations to Steve States. So we have been running the TMNT Shellcast giveaway, first ever. Um, And my boy, Steve States, is the winner. Shout out, Steve. I thought that ended, what's today? I thought it was ending. Ended. Oh, yesterday. yesterday, right? Yeah, 27th. Well, wasn't at midnight. News. It ended like 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago. And shame on me for not fucking bringing that up at the start of the show. Yeah. So, congrats, Was there Steve. any TikToks out there on it? I think I, I might have missed it. I was trying to... F- it's hard to post links to other social medias, honestly. I thought you could do it, but you have to have a business account, and yeah. if you have a business account, you're limited to what sounds you can use, so not great, but... Yeah, and then, um, so congrats, Steve, um, and thanks again to Powder GHG. Jones. Powder Jones. Powder baby. Jones, yeah, at uh, Powder GHG. He, um, you know, so nicely provided a signed version of the Mutant Mayhem 8x8 print and sticker combo. So thank you to that awesome thing. I might end up buying one myself because I think it's pretty cool. Um, I also wanted to just um, shout out to at apixel87 who commented that TMNT Shellcast is the highlight of the week on Instagram. Wow. So oh, got a little um, comment there and uh, need a shout out to Sean, who's maybe a few episodes behind my friend, Sean, I've mentioned him before. He's a few episodes behind. He was just, I mean, he, texted me the other day and just told me that he loved the candy buy or sell or no was it buy or sell whatever candy segment john did in like episode 33 or 34 oh where we had to guess the fucking what it was <laughs> yeah the big hunk the fucking big hunk bar yeah he loved it he specifically mentioned the dots slash what he meant to say was candy buttons which we also had some debate about on the show it's true yeah 
So he was a big fan of that. Um, he hasn't watched on the YouTube yet. So I encourage him to check it out. And for all you at home, if you're listening on your commute, um, you may want to, when you get to work or maybe when you leave work, if that's frowned upon, um, check out at team shellcast on YouTube. We're also on Instagram. As I mentioned, we're on TikTok, where you can find the pizza pole and occasionally a hilarious video that John posts and this is the other thing I wanted to mention, Chris. I've got a lot here in the outro because I forgot to mention some of the stuff in the intro. Um, so I apologize. But one thing, did you see that Twitter X is going to charge all users at some point here? Yeah. They're, what? I mean, talk about just submarining an awesome platform. There's like no direction. It just changes. Also, separately, uh, Instagram, I can't post like all my music is gone. Is that happening to you guys? I don't post on Instagram ever. I it's lurk. Lame. You got a John's a worker. lurker. Yeah, he's watching slap video. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I go to I post. Know. You can't even like all the whatever. Separate. Fucking people yeah. suck. Social media is bad. Um, and then the only other thing I want to mention was John made this comment which flew under the radar in episode 37. So last episode, um, but 37 had both aliens and crystals. Remember that little cube box? Um, lumpy cube. John mentioned it. Yeah. John mentioned it. I think we were in debate about something else and glazed over it. And then Chris made this comment in the same episode 37 about batteries, not included that they're in fact robots and aliens. So we got, Aliens, robots, and crystals all mentioned in the same wow. episode, which is pretty big for the 87 TMNT yeah. TV series. So the that's that. Holy Trinity, I, I think that's called. I think so. So that's all I have. Um, only thing I'm going to mention, we haven't mentioned this in a while, you can leave us a voicemail. So Steve states, I will challenge you as a winner to leave a voicemail for your acceptance speech. If this were the Grammys or whatever, the Emmys, the Oscars, um, call in. So go to team at Yeah. The Shelley's maybe is what we'll call them. Um, go to team shellcast.com or click the link in the Instagram bio. You'll find a, uh, link to the TurtleCom voicemail. So click that button, leave some gibberish and we'll play it on air. Awesome. John, anything on your end before you fall asleep? <laughs> um, no, I'm excited for Andrew to host next week. I'm excited for Chris to eat a pizza. Um, so, yeah. Halloween episode is coming up. This one. So, get your costumes ready. That's going to be when you host, though, John, right? Not next week? No, yeah, yeah not no, next week. Yeah. I don't even, is it the week after? It's not even the week after. So it's like three. It's gonna, I no. think I'm going to be hosting. Yeah, Chris should be. We'll figure it out. Yeah. One, two. But now it'll be mm. Andrew. Yeah, it'll be four from now. Well, we One, will prep for that two, and we will see you all next week. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. Cowbunga. Cowbunga. Cowbunga.